Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. I have a great BCCI oh, clip uh, I want to play, but I'm not going to go directly okay. there. Um, and I'm going to skip over Hanson because I'm worried about the time. Uh, and I'm going to skip over Opus Day because that's all another day show. But, oh, that's a whole other show. <laughs> but let's get day. to the 1980s. And, uh, and Namostad has moved their operations from Paris to London. And uh, Ghislaine Maxwell meets Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein in London. Uh, and uh, you know about that, don't you, Stephen? Yes, I know about Jeffrey Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell and what took place in their takeover of Robert Maxwell, the father of Jelaine Maxwell's spying business. That was a handoff from the father, Robert Maxwell, to his daughter, Jelaine, who brought in her lover and boyfriend, Jeffrey Epstein, in the takeover of the father's espionage business you think like a hand-me-down like hereditary hand-me-down business say that again it's like yeah. a hereditary handing down of a business like yes, you would do at a yes, you know, yes. restaurant or something business records went to jeffrey epstein's palm beach house hmm. yes, was there a lot of money we take over hmm. lobsters absolutely it's <laughs> so blood, interesting blood Very, is blood is way right well, it was an important business, and it was on the plan, the game plan of Jeffrey Epstein. If you follow the dots from the Dalton School to where he went after the Dalton School to Bear Stearns, getting fired, thrown out, losing his licenses, being penalized, then going to work in the arms procurement business and the trafficking business, that was the master plan. Do you think Robert Maxwell was in it too? I mean, do you think he had a big, this was the, the, the uh, thought about thing with Epstein? He inherited Epstein. He mm -hmm. took him into the business. He vouched for Epstein. Mm -hmm. He made Epstein acceptable in the intelligence industry. He sold Epstein's brand to the intelligence industry. Because that was going to be his son-in-law. Right, so that and was that the driving was factor. Plan. I have some questions about that because okay. you have to train uh, quite a bit before you are, you know, you are allowed to do interesting things. So I have some questions about his native talent there. Well, let me elaborate what I said earlier. Epstein left Dan Stearns and went to work for intelligence assets, men who were operators of intelligence for decades. That's Jeffrey Epstein's employment when he leaves Bear Stearns. Mm. And he spent years in training on that on Khashoggi, Douglas Lease, and a battery of others in the intelligence business, years. And that's at a time frame, 91, Jeffrey Epstein starts in the early 80s in intelligence training 
And in 91, Maxwell Robert dies. And Jeffrey Epstein takes over everything with Jelaine Maxwell that was operating. So there was a lot of years of training. So he wasn't a Wall Street financier. He was a... It's amazing. He was an arms dealer and an intelligence guy. amazing interview. Yeah. Well, it's what occurred if you connect the dots. Yep. And they all connect very well. You know, I know bankers. I know financiers. And if you just told me those facts about any person, take the famous last name off, I go, that's a spy. And whether it's private or, you know, double, triple agent, I mean, that's just a spy. That's not a finance guy. That guy can, you know, finance guy will do your taxes, tell you, you know, what, you know, we're going to do exchange traded funds. But like, no, no, we're going to set up a series of compromising positions for these guys. I can get you missiles. No, that's a spy. Yeah. There's no question of that. That was the plan of Jeffrey Epstein. That's why he went for the spying road. I was recruited at the same time to go with Jeffrey Epstein into the spying with him by the same people. And I said, I can't do that. I mean, that's not my life, and I won't cross that line. And I'm not remorseful. I'm very remorseful of what happened in my career, but I couldn't go with Jeffrey Epstein into the spying. I refused that invitation, which came to me a number of times with the same people that hired Jeffrey Epstein. It's a good choice, ultimately. I was an eyewitness. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. You had a front row seat to some some fascinating, huge moments in international history. It's just incredible. And Zev has been tracking this down effectively and has put all these dots on the table to be connected. Great job, Zev. Great Thank job. you very much, Steve. Uh, a lot of help from you and from a lot of other people. So uh, it's, it's a fun puzzle to put together, I have to say. Uh, I wish it was under not such tragic circumstances, but uh, it is a fun puzzle. I'm going to keep going with a couple of here because I do want to get to towers and we're running a little short of time. So um, one of the things that happens is this software promise comes along. Promise is this all I you know all seeing software. It basically tracks databases uh, from wherever they come from and can compile them all in one. So if you're wanting to find out what Eric Garland is all about, you can put it into Promise and it'll look it up your your local taxes. It'll put you know your last time you got a traffic ticket. It'll put whatever information it can grab for the banking system and everywhere else into one location, and then whoever's running the Promise software can get access to all of this. Now, this was originally designed by the Justice Department, although some people think it was actually the National Security. Uh, um, it would be the NSA that came up with it. It also got stolen by the Israelis, by Ari ben Menashe and, uh, and uh, oh, Rafi Eitan, who was the high handler there, so the, the spy handler. And so they bought it, they put a back door in it and started selling it around the world so they could spy into the KGB or they could spy into the Syrians or into the Jordanians uh, spy agencies as well. Which is really a fascinating thing because basically we've all been big brother to death for what is this 1984 it's a long time ago that this uh the software was was being around long before uh you know we were hearing about prism and other things however what people don't really realize is that uh promise was also brokered and sold by various people including adnan khashoggi 
And I, I say that with particular interest, and I'll pull this up the slide because I'm wondering if Epstein also had a, a, a role to play in addition to Maxwell. Maxwell for sure was brokering um, promise, but I'm wondering if Epstein was also involved in this in any way. And Steve, I'm wondering if you have any information about that. What were the years of promise development and marketing? So it uh, was, t was stolen, I guess, in 1983. And then Maxwell started marketing it in 1984 um, through his Berlitz companies. Remember, he had these Berlitz companies around the world, and they were actually fronts for him to sell arms, but also to market the promise software. And then as far as 1985, I've, and I'm throwing this document up on the screen, you can't see it, Steve, but um, it's, it's an actual uh, Bill Weld, who I think was running for president until recently, um, writing to say that Adnan Khashoggi and his arms trading uh, partner, uh, I can't read right now, so and I can't remember that name, it's complicated, but um, they got to broker um, promise into Saudi Arabia and the Middle East. So that seems to me... Well, Epstein was in that circle. Right, he was. At that time, at that time, with those people. Exactly those people. He was working with them daily at that time. So the answer is yes. Because I have a the... question for you. Oh, can I just ask a yeah, quick sure. question Go ahead. Sorry. about Absolutely. that? Mm -hmm. So, Steve, did you ever meet Rafiatan or... or hear that name or have with the Jeffrey ever was he ever gonna I'm gonna go out to lunch with Rafi any any you recognize I've that heard name, the name I I've heard the name but I wasn't in the loop in that component okay. I had my own responsibilities at that time and I was extremely busy on yeah. my workload you know what's really interesting as well about um promise is that it was used for banking scams and Ponzi schemes, financial uh, crimes as well. Yes, I've heard about promise. There was no question. So do you think Epstein used the towers? Epstein, Epstein did the money laundering crimes involving towers that we've learned more about in the revolution of what's happening with Epstein's life since he was arrested in 2019. We've now gone very deep in investigating Epstein's life over the years you're covering, and we've uncovered that he was deeply, deeply involved in the Middle East and in the money laundering and the arms sales, and the promise business is right there and that's what he did at towers financial the money laundering so, so it's possible it's that promise was used disgusting there. business so promise that actual software that was stolen that was designed to work at the justice department may have actually been used at towers financial we couldn't pin down for you the actual points of fact we could pin down what Epstein did at Towers Financial and how he was extraordinarily successful in what he did. It goes much deeper than what's been revealed so far. In what way? So you're, 
it has not been revealed the magnitude of Epstein's sabotage of Towers Financial, deliberate sabotage of Towers Financial. And that's where it comes to play with Thomas Barak mm-hmm. and Abraham Gospin and the other parts that you have some knowledge about, Zev. Mm-hmm. There was a plan to demolish Towers Financial for Epstein's enterprise, enormous gain. And they were able to do that with Thomas Barak. Tom was the CEO of Colony Capital. He had entered into a contract to take over Towers Financial, and Epstein's group was able to stop that contract. And the Securities Exchange Commission has all the records, and I believe the FBI has done an incredible job in these records. So Thomas Barak was going to buy Towers Financial before it crashed? Yes, so this is something that's a little bit a little bit breaking news, mm-hmm. but the FBI has yeah. it, and the U.S. attorney in New York City would love to have it, possibly, because Tom, who is the CEO of Colony Capital, signed the papers. The money was changed hands. The deal was made. And what year was people this? Selling of Towers Financial's assets to Tom. That deal was made. In the nineties? Barack made that deal. I believe wow. I'm pronouncing his name right. B A R A C K. Yeah. Tom Barack. I might have spelt it incorrectly on the slide, but Barak. yeah. yeah. yeah That's but, such an incredible connection there because if you know that Tom Barrack and uh, Paul Manafort met yep. each other I believe in was it would did they meet in Saudi Arabia or, or Beirut but they both this you know this Italian boy from uh, Connecticut uh, Paul Manafort out there with uh, native Arabic speaking Tom Barrack and uh, that was like 72 so we're back in the 70s and here we are you know get out your disco uh dancing shoes because like everything's and, still here nothing's gone away and, and thomas well, Barak- that's, you're now pinning down the destruction of towers financial by tom barrack john hall jeffrey epstein alan Cohn. you're pinning down the destruction of the company and that's how epstein got out of the crimes with me Meaning That's how he got he, out of the crimes as my co-defendant. I didn't know all the linkage at that time. I had no idea of all that linkage. You were basically now, set up. Now it's evident. Are I you wonder set if up? it was possible. Sorry, go ahead, Eric, go ahead. I'm just wondering if it's possible because of the the process of deconfliction in the FBI and the Department of Justice between criminal and counterintelligence matters, that when something is uniquely criminal, uh, it can sail through to prosecution if there's the desire of the prosecutors and the U.S. attorneys. Um, But if you've got spies in the mix, sometimes, you know, national, all the time, national security takes precedence over um, criminal matters, but it, I, I, I think it's strange that they would split off the same case and let one person hang and save the other so 
so blatantly. They didn't know it. They didn't know it. What happened here, it was done on a level in New York City that Washington main justice didn't know about. Now, Alex Acosta said when he did the indictment of Epstein, as you know about clearly and gave him a cakewalk and tore up his criminal claims against Epstein, he said this was an intelligence case, not a criminal case. Mm. Now, in the Towers financial criminal case, the same intelligence was taking place. That's why Epstein was not prosecuted. Yeah. Because he was able to circumvent the prosecution, not with main justice, with the local people. So, and not with the U.S. attorney, with the lower people. So you have got another crime where he That's gets off another crime. And on top of this, what you're saying about Towers Financial is you've got people like Lise, who's an arms dealer with MI6 connections. You've got Adnan Khashoggi, who's involved in, in, in is he involved in Towers? Is Adnan actually involved in Towers or was he involved through Jeffrey? He was involved in business transactions with Towers, yes. And, and, and obviously uh, San Jeffrey Epstein, yes. And the Marcos, uh, Marcoses, were they involved in any way? They were involved in business transactions with Towers Financial, yes. So, what about Paul Manafort, Stephen? Yeah. Did you know him at that at this time? Was he someone that you ever interacted with? Because I know Stone was I, there. I interacted regularly with his closest friends who was okay. on the Towers Financial Board of Directors, the head of the co-head of the Republican National Committee and the insider in the Reagan kitchen cabinet, Congressman Thomas B. Evans Jr. of Delaware. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Is it? And did, did can I ask one more question? Yeah, of course, of course. This Sorry. is like a little bit of an insight thing, so I apologize. apologize. But did, Great American First Savings Bank, was any of that involved with powers that you were aware of? Or does that sound, does that name not ring a bell? The name rings a bell, and I believe they were involved in some of the transactions. Gotcha. Okay, well, that explains uh, Barrett as well. Yeah. Barrick spent this months is... with me on the Towers yeah. Financial oh, wow. Takeover. Barrick is without question a major player here that cost Towers Financial a fortune, his entire business, billions of dollars. Barrick is the reason for the loss. Why would Epstein reason... not have taken that deal with, with Barrick? It seems like a good deal for him. Why would he have chosen not to take it? They gave that deal to his closest friend, John Hall, who took that deal over from Tom Barrett through Jeffrey Epstein and stole all the money straight out of Towers Financial. Oh. Yep. Oh, so that's how that's Jeffrey what, Epstein got the money out, by rejecting that financial. deal. And the Securities and Exchange Commission did a great job and the FBI did an incredible job. They have a very deep file on this. And when you reveal some of these crimes, 
in the way you're going, Zev, I believe the FBI is going to come in and do a great job. Great job. Yeah, it certainly seems like there's a lot more to be investigated here. <laughs> there's a lot in here. Do you think oh the, the money from the Iran-Contra arms deals or even the other arms deals, were they washing through towers? Well, we have to have documentation. We can't just say we have all the players in that in the game, so they were washing the money. We know the money is transferring. We know that. We know Epstein's transferring money in and out of towers financial like water. We're fully aware of that. And his whole team are transferring money in and out of towers financial all the time. So we know there's no investigation that's been done on the surface, but I believe the FBI has it. And I think they can do a great job in revealing it if they're allowed to. But you keep on connecting all these dots to the Attorney General. I don't know how you do this and you get an investigation. Well, maybe I don't know watching. how you do this. Uh, this you know, is a very unusual plan that you want to expose. Um, it's a lot of money. There was a lot of victims out of that, uh, out of towers. Uh, a huge amount of victims out of towers. The largest Ponzi scheme. You know, at the time. I think we could bring in lawyers. If you want, we could bring in lawyers now to put a claim into the Virgin Islands for those victims, and you could raise all these claims. Well, I I would have no claim there, but... uh, No, the victims have the claims. The Towers financial victims have the claims. Oh, interesting. Wow, this is just, I mean, I'm kind of uh, floored by all of this. I don't know if uh, anyone else wants to jump in because I've been... So, so Epstein well, just left it. Go ahead, Eric. I was the trail Epstein, is there. Epstein, he left the evidence. The evidence is there. What gets There's me paper. is the, There's know, paper. <laughs> There's good. tons of paper. Tons of paper. And that... And that should lead to investigations, you know, eventually, right, if it's simple. But, you know, when I look at all these, you know, I'm looking at these these four men here, Khashoggi, Donald Trump, Tom Barrack, Epstein. Who's an agent for what? I mean, the question that leaps to mind yeah. about Barrack is, is he a Saudi agent? And has he been that the whole time? Uh, you know, we're He's talking about... being a Middle Eastern asset his entire life. Hmm. He even talks about that. I mean, he even talks about that. To be fair to him, uh, which I don't know why I would want to be, but to be fair to him, he's, you know, in in interviews he's done, he talks about going and and working with these states and trying to help them with, you know, get up his, get his financial stuff going. Um, But obviously they would have vested interests. I don't know if the guy's ever registered FARA. He certainly should have. Um, but he wasn't never he the president's uh, inauguration committee chairman? He's he got never a Michael Flynn well. problem. Yeah. Well, he might, he very well might. I, hmm. I would, I would hope he would be smart enough to get on that, but maybe he's too busy on his yachts. <laughs> so here's another thing that is worth sort of tying a, a bow around a little bit here because Bill Barr eventually becomes the uh, attorney general in 1992. And he begins to investigate uh, well, the investigation of Iran-Contra had already happened, but he's the one who approves the pardons for Iran-Contra. So the same guy who might have known 
Epstein from 1974 when Watergate was happening and he was teaching at his dad's school. Fast forward to 1992 is now pardoning the people who may have been involved in running money through towers. Well, <laughs> Alex Acosta issued the non-prosecution agreement. Bill Barr was not in the Justice Department at that time when Alex Acosta issued the non-prosecution agreement. That was in 2008, so we, but this is in 1992 when you were just going, you were just being charged, I think, uh, in the Ponzi scheme. Yeah, that's the time frame of the Towers financial criminal case, yes. But he wasn't in authority at that time to do that. Not at that particular time frame. So not, not directly but, involved with Epstein. I'm just talking he, about him being involved there. with Iran-Contra. Yeah. He covered up for uh, Iran-Contra in some ways because he pardoned, uh, you know, it was a Weinberger and whoever else was lying at the time. Uh, but that was a political move. Yes. There was a reversal in the courts and yes. then there were the pardons. Yes, it was a political move for sure. Um, he also, by the way, uh, let the Inslaw promise thing go away because he decided not to hire uh, a special uh, investigator there. But that's all for another day because um, I think we were almost out of time. I want to mention something because, you know, you've mentioned Alex Acosta. I went looking through all the filings to see if there's any mentions in the victim's filings about who it was that helped that prosecution agreement, the non-prosecution agreement, to happen. And, you, you know, there's a lot of references to it. I only was able to pull out this one clip for us today. Again, I can't read it that well because it appears tiny on my screen, but I know it says that they, at least the victims, were suspecting at the time that Epstein had uh, used uh, Prince Andrew, Prince Andrew, to lobby for his non-prosecution agreement and Alan Dershowitz. And this is in the court records. So is that the intelligence that Alex Acosta was talking about? Or is there more? Alex Acosta is fully aware of the depth of Jeffrey Epstein's intelligence gathering and his training because he has a great FBI report set of evidence explaining every step in Jeffrey Epstein's life. Mm -hmm. The FBI has a remarkable file on every single dot that you connected on this show mm -hmm. they have an entire file somebody's just got to give them the green light and then you're going to see justice do you do you think it was prince andrew and the royal family that ultimately in i know it was andrew you know it was Andrew. i don't think i know it was andrew as one of them as one of them so the reason these uh, victims were never, uh, never got justice, and, and the reason that he went to, was because of Andrew. Andrew was a major player in obstruction of justice. Yes. Wow. And and the UK and the United States—that's not Ooh. only the special relationship diplomatically. That is the 
tightest intelligence relationship in the world, um, okay. particularly our signals intelligence gathering to the point that I believe it's now been declassified that uh, the Michael General, General Mike Hayden uh, almost transferred the full command of the NSA over to GCHQ on 9-11 because he was concerned that a building might auger its way into Fort Meade. So that's how tight we are that we would give that kind of power to another country. So if that is where Prince Andrew was located between these two, our two nations, playing with those kinds of players, yes, his, his personal behavior sounds uh, disgusting, but this is what would be enough that, yeah, he's not going to uh, uh, part, uh, he's not going to cooperate because there's just a lot to explain. I think he was also involved in some of the arms deals as well. So it gets even more interesting. Um, and I think we should leave it there tonight because I actually uh, I don't know how else to, where else we could go. Uh, so many bombshells. <laughs> where we could go. <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. That was uh, a lot. Let's just go around quickly. Uh, last comments. Uh, start with you, Eric. Do you have any thoughts? Oh, no. Let Steve talk. Let, let LB okay. talk. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, LB. I, I actually just want to hear Stephen, okay. Stephen Steve? talk a little. And, <laughs> it's and your what floor. His, what, what his, I just want to also, I do want to say this to you, Stephen, and I know we'll talk again. But um, I, I just want to say that I do think that what you're doing now and what you have been doing um, for these past years is so, so important and, um, and so necessary. And sometimes people don't get that kind of acknowledgement uh, and get acknowledged for it. I think it's historic. And I'm, uh, I'm very grateful to you. And I just want you to, I, I want to express that. I really am. Me, I really mean it. Me too. Well, I'd like to thank the FBI agents that have done an enormous amount of work and have not been able to tell this story. The FBI has a great, deep file in all these dots we connected tonight. And I look forward to the FBI being able to tell this story. And I believe what President Trump is doing by indicting these FBI agents at the top through the special prosecutor in Connecticut, Durham, is going to unravel this FBI deep, deep amount of evidence into the crimes that we discussed tonight. I believe there's going to be whistleblowers, mm. and this is coming out. The story's coming out, and I compliment the FBI for becoming the source of this deep amount of crimes. This story has to be told, must be told. Thank Durham you, went Kevin. to the CIA to look to to look at things there about how this you know, and they have this 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 implausible narrative, this this cartoonish narrative. But if a guy like Durham, who has very serious experience, if he, knowing all this, went in to the CIA and could investigate there, perhaps not in uh, Attorney General Barr's interest, but in the interest of truth, we could have some real stories coming out. It's well, agents. that's not going to happen. I've never seen that happen in the history of America. But None of us think, have seen any of this happen. <laughs> <laughs> but you do think the FBI could be, if, as, a, as a result of any crackdown against them, that there could be whistleblowers? There's definitely going to be angry FBI alumni 
and staff that are not going to stand down as President Trump indicts with Durham FBI senior former officials. Hmm. These President Trump's underestimating what's going to happen. He's underestimating it. Well, we've certainly seen tonight that there's already, you know, 40 years of crime that has not been really investigated. So there's, and this is just like one guy. So um, right. imagine how much you, else there is that has you not. You break been, the secret when the yet, secret breaks you. There you go. Um, thank you very much, guys. What an amazingly interesting show. I've got to go back and listen to it to make sure that it actually absorbs it all. But uh, Stephen, thank you so much. And I, you know, I'll echo what LB said. I've known you for quite a while now. And I got to say, uh, you're, you're one of my heroes for everything that you've been able to do. Uh, and uh, the personal turnaround, uh, I've never knew you before, but the guy I know now is, uh, is a remarkable man. He's done so much great work. And uh, congratulations to you uh, for everything Thank you've you. done. And uh, Eric and LB, we'll see you again here soon, I hope, because uh, this is too much fun to, to stop doing. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. Cheers, guys. Bye. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. <laughs>